Right. Told my teacher, dumb bitch, I'm gonna get millions Watch this. In the project living, Damn. spoke it till existence Voila. More change than 50, got more cars than Diddy oh God. I only weigh 180, but my watch cost 250 What's up guys, it's Andy Grisella And this is the show for the realest Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions Of modern society And welcome to motherfucking reality Guys, today we have a full, full crew show We actually have a Three uh, very, very good buddies of mine who I've been on their podcast, Darren Woodson Show. Uh, Darren, Ty, and Ben. What's up, fellas? What's up? going on, man? It's good to see you guys here. No, it's really good to see you. We yeah. had a hell of a time. Look, was it Reggie? Who, Re, it's Reggie, right? I, keep, I, I didn't want to mess your name up. DJ. That's what it is. <laughs> Excuse my yeah. friend. He's yeah. a little slow. <laughs> okay, well, I'm sorry. DJ yeah. DJ showed us around today, man. And let me tell you. <laughs> All right, well, Sal's here too. <laughs> oh, oh shit, that was hey. gold, dude. Reggie, Reggie, I don't want to mess up your name. It's <laughs> <laughs> Reggie. <laughs> No, you know, you sit there like you, you want to correct somebody, but you don't. I'm like, no, you should, man. man. Don't let me call you that. No, no, fuck that. How you feeling awesome. over there, Big Reg? Hey, no. man, I'm no. good, man. You good? I'm good. Big Reg, you good. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> All right, man. So, dude, if you guys don't aren't familiar with the Darren Woodson Show, you should be. It's an awesome podcast. I've been on it myself. Uh, it's these three gentlemen. As you guys may or may not know, Darren Woodson is uh, a fucking legendary Dallas Cowboy. Uh, I grew up watching watching you yeah. whoop everybody's ass. Yeah. Um, and these other two gentlemen, uh, Ty is former NFL fullback as well, and uh, and Ben. Uh, I'm not real sure what what you do. Just an average dude. Yeah, just an average <laughs> dude. Okay. Like, you do that well, Ben. I'm just being real. <laughs> being real. Hey, but I tell you this. Let me yeah. tell you this. Ben's probably the best athlete on the damn set. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Best athlete. Does everything. Baseball, basketball, foot, whatever. Best yeah. athlete of yeah, all. Yeah. Of yeah. All right. All right. I could I could feel that I I'm definitely not, yeah. <laughs> but I'll I'll claim it. <laughs> Sal, actually, can you catch? <laughs> no, I did catch what he I did, did he, catch today. He caught today. I fucking caught and you know, it. And you know who didn't? Uh, Homeboy dropped the water bottle today. Uh, that was, actually makes sense. Why That's why he played fucking defense. That's right. We yeah. saw why he was on the other side yeah. of the football today. It wasn't like you were throwing me the damn water bottle. <laughs> yeah, you fucking fumbled on your own. It was in my hand. I was just what's the old rule? If it touches your fingers, you gotta catch it. Touches your hand. Dude, he threw it up to himself. I flipped it over 20 times on one, on two or three fingers, and I was just doing a little trick with it. That's all. That's what she said. So, so, so now, now we understand how you became a safety. So we don't have to talk about that. that Great life history lesson. That's right. That's right. But you know, uh, guys for real, man. Um, I love being on your show. That's why you guys are here. Cause we had such a good time. And, uh, I'm super thankful you guys made a trip up here, man. I know you guys are all busy, so thank you for coming up. In case I forget to say so at the end of the show, cause I know we're going to get way the fuck out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Darren, man, uh, you know, for those, for those of, 
people that are, you know, we got a lot of young listeners that, yeah. you know, they don't know that you played back in the 1700s. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Before helmets. Oh, you like that one, Reg? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Reg. I like how you laughed about I'm going to start calling you Reg. Now, now. Yeah. But, uh, but man, you know, uh, Darren, dude, you guys that don't know, this dude's a legend when it comes to NFL. Uh, most tackles in franchise history for the Cowboys. Uh, three Super Bowl rings. I mean, <clears throat> dude, I'm just, it's, it's, it's surreal to have you guys in here. You know what I'm saying? It's cool as fuck. I literally was just thinking that. I mean, yeah. we, Andrew and I grew up watching the Cowboys. Yeah. We, you, we, we, when you were playing at the Cowboys, we, we were, we were like the, the we, were, we, were we were playing Cowboys. Cowboys shit, you yeah. Know what yeah. I'm saying? And so it wasn't the Cardinals. No, no. no well, the Cardinals had exited. Right? And, yeah. you know, we didn't so have, we a, have team. a team. Right. And, you know, like any other kid, right? You choose the best team that's kind of going. And it was the young, you know, the young team at the time. You had yeah. Irvin and Aikman and yeah, Emmett Smith. Yeah, it was Smith a fun team to watch. Woods, yeah, and it yeah. went in. And fuck, who doesn't like winning? Except Reggie. And then, you know, <laughs> understanding that, you know, like we grew up watching Cowboys football. And the fact that you're here is really, it's an honor. I think it's fucking yeah, badass to, for sure. to see you guys walk through today. Yeah, was, the other two guys are all right, too. Yeah. <laughs> and then, Anyways, all right, Dan, you did great. Let's keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, to, to have you guys, to have you here today and, and uh, you know, we were busting balls earlier and having some fun. It, it, it is an honor. And I really do appreciate, you know, for myself. Yeah, you man. Guys and, you know, well. for, for, for us, man, look, the facility that we just walked through, there's not a facility in the NFL that matches this damn facility. Oh, no, Dude, you, man. no chance. freaking believable. And Sal said it earlier. Like, look, man, this is we didn't play, you know, at that level and play the sport, but we got our own thing. And That's there's, it. and I'm yeah. telling you, I don't know who wouldn't want to train or be here and be a part of the culture. You know uh, what the best the part is too? Our contracts don't run out. Yeah. <laughs> True. That's right. True. So, yeah. dude, the thing is, is like, you know, Sal and I were both play sports and, and, uh, we understand sports culture. In fact, it's really weird because when we were designing this place, it's actually bizarre that you're sitting here right now, but we would fucking say, a did you tell them this? No. So like literally the conversation was, we're going to be the Dallas Cowboys of fucking business. Mm, yeah. When we were designing this building, we'd walk through, you know, yeah. I always admired how, uh, the Cowboys, I, I think the Raiders do a good job of this too. Like everything is Raiders, right? You know, right. But with brand. the Cowboys, it's it's fucking everything is the it's is the understanding star. your brand, yes. right? Fully under, and that's what yes. Jerry has done. The Jones family has yeah. done, and it doesn't just start with Jerry. Yeah, it's their entire family down to the kids. They understand and love, truly love the brand. Yeah, and we're walking around here today, and we, we walk into the weight room, which is, I can't even tell you how crazy that is. We walk into this weight room. All the weights are aligned the right way. And it's not like you're telling or having to have someone that's there policing everyone. They just understand. Yeah, well, you think that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're on. Yeah. But it's but, a standard that's set. Yeah. But it's a standard. It's a yeah. culture, right? It's an understanding of it's more than just I'm working here. It's a part of who I am. It's part of I'm a part of the fabric here. And that's how it was as a, as a player. And Tyler can speak on this. Playing with the Cowboys and then playing with someone else. It's a totally different deal. When you put that star on your helmet, yeah. it's like you're representing something. It's a pride factor. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a reason the Cleveland Browns have been the Cleveland Browns for so long, right? That's I right. played in both organizations. That's a totally different standard. Yeah. Expectation. And it just elevates. It elevates the product that you put out on the field or the products that you put, you know, in their mailbox. Once you step up that standard too, I think. Whether it be, you know, with the Cowboys or, or our company or any company or organization that holds themselves to, to that level of standard, it really makes you notice when people don't. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, going somewhere else and like right now, like when I go to another gym, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like shit mm -hmm. I never noticed before. You know yeah. what I mean? 
But I mean, I think that's, you know, whether it's a, I mean, that's the pride aspect that makes you feel as if you are part of the culture. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you, you do the little things right and you're never going to do well, a big dude. Thing. If you want a high standard for your fucking brand, you got to hold it and set it. And that's mm-hmm. it, man. You know, that shit doesn't, a lot of people think, you know, uh, that that stuff kind of, ma- there's like a magic to it or a right. magic materialization, or they think that, you know, there's certain people that understand how to create brand and there is, but it's not that hard. It's just really setting the standard and then, and then holding it there right. regardless of what it is. Right. But you, you know? guys are a perfect, perfect example though, is there, like you said, there's a standard and you hold people accountable. Like too many companies are scared to hold people accountable because they, they're scared of the repercussions on the other side. Oh, we don't want to offend them. We don't want to do this, but no, like look at the proof is in the pudding. Like the standards that we set, there's a, there's a class that we, we, we have to be at, or you can't be a part of the team. That's it. Right. That's and it. if you're not, see ya. But guess what? They love being here. Like you yeah. just walk around, right? Yeah. Like there's an energy. You feel the culture that's here. And I know you guys brought in a bunch of people in the last, you know, 12, 18 months, yeah. a ton of growth, right? But you feel that they get it, right? Yeah. And they want to be here and they're excited. And you to be brought here. in a whole bunch of fucking Neanderthals. There's some bitches, <laughs> yeah. bitches <laughs> walking around. Oh my I'm going to if we Dang, went to bro. war, we'd have a good home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm 265 fucking pounds and I walk around here feeling like a fucking Small. bitch. Yes. <laughs> like it really does feel like a fucking NFL team. I mean, dude, yeah. like some of these dudes are oh, yeah. big yeah. motherfuckers, man. Yeah. Bro, and, and and the girls here are fucking strong. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. dude, you go out there in the afternoon and there'll be girls in that squat rack squatting three plates ass to the fucking floor. Yeah. It's it's fucking awesome, dude. It's huh. fucking awesome. You know, you talk about that pride aspect, you know, and people loving it. I, I think there's a you know, when you look at these individuals and you re, you you start to teach them the finer details of life or what's important, the small things do matter. And then what happens is they, they carry that over into their home life and they right. carry that into their house, into their car, and then they carry it into all aspects of life. And they realize that they're elevating their standard in their life. And that's the appropriation that happens inside being a part of a cool culture like the Cowboys yeah. is it's not just when you show up and go through the doors, it's mm. who you are. Yeah. You know, yeah. you are a cowboy, you are a Dallas cowboy. But you know what I always think about when, when in having this conversation, you think about the people that actually set those standards. Like I, I can remember my entire life of playing football and you play even, you know, coming in with the Dallas Cowboys or at Arizona state or whatnot, you, you, you're around coaches who set a standard, but you're around coaches who don't. And those ones that, that, that don't set a standard, you're going five and 11 Right. You're below average, you're mediocre, but then you have a coach like a Jimmy Johnson or a Bill Belichick. And I, in my, in my experience, Jimmy Johnson, and then it was Bill Parcells. Mm-hmm. Bill Parcells takes a team that goes five and 11, mediocre, no standard, no, no c- culture or anything. No, no, guys showed up late, left early every single day. Bill Parcells comes in and this is how the standards set. He comes in and he tells you exactly what you're going to do. No bullshit. You don't like it fuck out the door. Yeah. There's an exit sign, right? Yeah. And then when you have that, and the first thing I, I've told these two guys, to Ben and Tyler, all the time, when I met Bill Parcells, the first thing he said to me is, you ever heard of the scorched earth process? And I was like, no, what the fuck, what does that mean? And he says, I'm going to kill everything. All the diseases, all the rats, the snakes yeah. that have been here since all those five and 11 seasons, they're gone. Yeah. And fuck that's yeah. how you set a stand. That is it, scorched man. Scorched motherfucking yeah. earth. That's it. Who says yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> Bro, what was the first thing I said to you when I walked up just a minute ago? What'd I do today? Oh, you you, you redlined everybody. What, what'd, you, what'd you call it? You, you, you nuked everybody. Yeah. yeah. So that's a scorched earth shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. dude, yeah. I am on a mission in life yeah, true. To, to fucking 
destroy, like, dude, and I don't care what the fuck y'all think about this. I am going to literally fucking destroy every negative fucking person in my life. If you bring me fucking peace, you're going to get Andy. You're, I'm going to help you. I'm going to bend over backwards. I'm going to fucking do everything I can to help you. If you bring me any 1% annoyance at this point in my life, I am going to fucking nuclear bomb your motherfucking face. <laughs> and you are never going to talk to me ever again. And I'm on a mission to do it, dude, because I what I realized, and this is, dude, I've talked about it on the last show with Ed. Bro, and, and COVID, you know, I didn't do anything for a year, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I didn't travel. I didn't speak. I didn't uh, have any live events. I, I literally, and DJ knows, Reggie knows this. <laughs> you know, fucking Big Reg over there. Big Reg, Big Reg knows this. All right. I didn't go anywhere, but I went uh, from my house to my office for one year. I went out to eat two times, twice. Okay. Once for my wife's birthday, once uh, for Brian's birthday. And that was it. Outside of that, I did not go anywhere else. I didn't go, I didn't go to the fucking store because, dude, I can't do. Look, dude, you mo- motherfuckers telling me to do, I can't breathe the air. I will fucking choke you. Mm, you know, right, like I right. can't. So I removed myself from the situation. But anyhow, I had so much peace, bro. Like I had so much fucking peace and our, our business grew. Uh, everything grew. Everything did good. I got in better shape. Everything in my life improved. Mm. And then, and then I started realizing, well, what's different? Well, what's different is I'm not listening to all these other people I'm not having to deal with the shit. Right. And so, dude, now I'm just not going to tolerate it anymore. It's just not going to happen. Is it about dude. your time? What is it about it? Dude, is it, is it time? I think it's about, I, I, yeah, I think it is about time. It's about people not respecting the time. Right. You know what I'm saying? And not, and dude, you, you guys all understand this, you, you know, when you're doing a lot of different shit, it requires you to fraction off your energy into different areas. Right. right. And when you're good at what you do, which all, all of you guys are, you know, what happens when you get a little bit of something good? What's your natural reaction? It's like you want more. I want more of it. Right. Right. Yeah. So the problem is, is that at home, you know, you want more, they want more at home right. and then they want more at, at work. And then, yep. and then these motherfuckers online want more of that. Right. And then so all of a sudden you can't keep anybody fucking happy because, <laughs> because they always want more. Right. You're the asshole. Whatever. You, yeah. And then yes. you're the fucking asshole. And dude, so now I'm just saying I'm going to productively, proactively be the fucking asshole right. and get you the fuck out so that I can not be an asshole to the people that matter. Exactly. Let's yeah. just prioritize being an asshole first. Yes. I'm right. going to take that, it. To, I'm that, taking the fu- I'm going to offense, baby. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> playing defense yeah, no more. No, hey, it's was, funny. Was, go ahead. I would say it's funny you say that because I, I got a coach and, and that's literally the last three months is that's the conversation because yeah. you're too nice. You say yes to too many people. Yeah. You have to be an asshole. If you're going to be successful in whatever it is, you got to be an asshole with your family. You got to be, I mean, not being an asshole Understood. to them, no. but to protect You're going to be perceived as that. That's right. Yes. And and that's what everyone thinks you are, is you're an asshole. But here, what what are they doing to bring any joy that's or, or any benefit to your life? They're not. So that's it, dude. I'm trying to, at this point in my life, I'm trying to weed out all of those motherfuckers. Well, right. I made That's this it. little, little no. meme last yeah. night on my social, you know, about being a low maintenance friend. Yeah. Like, hey, mm. man, like mm. the, the best friends you have, the motherfucker you can call in six months, you ain't yeah. talked to him, you ain't yeah. done nothing, you ain't seen nothing, you pick up right where you're at. Right. The motherfucker I'm eliminating from my life, to Andrew's point, is the guy, you don't call me anymore. Listen, I ain't got time for that yeah. shit. Right. But to your point, you know, establishing the word no is probably the hardest thing for me as well. You right. know, setting that boundary between what you want in life and what they want out of you in life. It's a hard, it is a, it's a, 
as a people pleaser or helper, which is what the nature of our business is, it's hard to say no. So what mm -hmm. happens is the person asks you for help. Well, by nature, because you want to fucking help them, you go help them. But then you start helping everybody in your life and you realize that I'm out of fucking whack. Right. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. The only person that fucking wins is everybody else but you and it's no, your fucking right. life. They yeah. don't win either because they're depending on you to do the whole fucking thing for them. And so they're constantly waiting. We were just mm. talking about this, Andy, the other day. Like we see it a lot with like professional athletes, right? Like one day they they have zero, then they get signed, they're making a lot of money, but then who's in the back pockets? The family, family the friends, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, and then they lose everything because yeah. they got 30 people on the payroll. And like, I mean, let's be honest, like, yeah, there's some big contracts, but there's not, right? So like, I mean, Bro, it like, don't matter like, how big the contract is, there's enough oh, hands to take from it. Oh, exactly. hey, yo, I, I yeah. signed a practice squad contract. I had 37 Facebook inbox messages asking me to invest into that company. I was like, yeah, yeah. I make... 50 grand a year. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. I'm not investing in your company, but it doesn't matter what the contract is. The other thing too, is I think everybody here, we like people. You mentioned it, right? I like if people. I like you, I mm. want to help you. But the problem is when you say yes to everything, yeah. you start resenting saying yes, yes. And then you resent them. So now I'm going against my nature of liking people. I don't like people because I'm saying yes all the time. Yeah. Right. And, I'm, and I'm literally yeah. pouring my glass out to everybody and it's never getting filled up. And so now I just like stop liking people because I say yes. Yeah. Bro, that's so, that's fucking solid right there. That's real shit. Mm. I mean, dude, Ed, Ed Milet taught me a lot about this because like, because I, I had this bad habit of saying I hate people. It's not fucking true. I actually really like right. quality people. Mm -hmm. I really fucking like people that make little deposits as much as they yeah. take, you know, like, dude, though, like what you said, Sal, like <clears throat> that's those people, what they bring you back in time, right? Like, like you're progressing and you're growing and you're getting better and you're focusing in and things are happening. And then you have that friend who's like, well, you really hurt my feelings. You didn't call me for the last four months. I'm like, well, fuck dude, you're kind of a pussy. Like be <laughs> fucking real. Like if you're that fucking worried about it, you don't have enough shit going on. But like, dude, and then what, but dude, like all those little things that people do to you, the little guilt jabs or yeah. the, you know, like, dude, I'm just over it. Like yeah. I'm fucking over. You know what? Whatever happened to the days when like someone has some sex, success, right? Like Sal has some success. Oh, oh, I, heard it too. I heard it too. Yeah. yeah. God, How many kids you got? Like too? <laughs> success. Let's say Man, Sal. You looked right in my eyes too. That is so weird. <laughs> I have my hand on your shoulder. You're going to make it. <laughs> two for two. But what happened to those days when, let's say Sal has some success, right? Yeah. Like, we stopped cheering for people. Man. Like, that's that's been the biggest, one of the biggest issues for me is like, man, people have success and we want a motherfucker. Yeah. Like, if I have some success, I've had friends, family members who like just turn like, ah, whatever, man. You know, you've changed. You're, you're, you're too changed. Cool. You're too good for us. You're, you're too, too big good for us now. You're too Bro, big. I say, yeah. I mean, my, my mom thinks I'm a drug dealer. Like, like, <laughs> like that's a legit thing. Like, yeah. people, they, they, they don't, they confuse that. I, right. I, I, exactly. And that's been, you know, and I'll speak direct here. My culture has been that. And the black culture has always been that if one person makes it, you're hating on him. Yeah. Right. Or he's, have more than me. he's moved out of the projects. He's moved out of the inner city. He's gotten money now. He's not the same. You're damn right. I'm not the same. <laughs> Bro, I, that's why I'm, I'm trying working. to grow. It's that's called right. growth. Right. Yeah. So I, I think we, we all, man, I mean, even as us, as, yeah. as leaders in the community, man, we got to continue to cheer people on and continue to motivate them. I think sell. that's, I don't know that that's, I think I see that in every culture. I think dude, like I, I think, I think, you know, I think people express it differently. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, we I, deal, we deal with this in our business yeah. weight loss standpoint. <clears throat> in fact, we, we did a live. So in our app, we have a live every day 
And, you know, we get live Q&As. We usually topic driven, whatever. We talk about weight loss and, and somebody had written in today's topic, salving a question, you know, I've lost 25 pounds, I'm 135. I'm trying to get to 125. And my friends are asking me why I'm doing it. I'm too skinny. Why do I keep mm. wanting to go? And it's the lesson here for, for the audience is like understanding that <clears throat> your quote unquote friends, they're going to get uncomfortable whenever you get uncomfortable and they see you having a little success because it makes them realize that they're not as driven as you are. Mm. They're not willing to make the sacrifices that you are and they're not progressing like you do. And unfortunately, like an entrepreneurial space, like they don't like that because you're pushing on in life and it's important to recognize the difference between, and it's not that they don't like you and it's not that they really don't maybe want you to succeed. It's that it scares the fuck out of and them, yeah. you know, and it makes them feel average. It makes them feel less than. And so it's a very important, you know, lesson to learn when your friends start to say these things to you, because as you have success, it's going to happen. And I told the story. It's unavoidable. It's unavoidable. Mm, yeah. when, mm. when I, when I left my job that I had prior to this to come to first form, we get this thing going. I had five people support me. Five. Hmm. Outside of that, everybody else was, are you sure you're doing the right thing? Are you sure you made the right decision? Well, that's because all your friends thought I was fucking stupid. Well, they still think that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the five know you. <laughs> they know that you are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so no. Well, but, I might be stupid, but I just won't quit. Yeah, that's yeah. hey, that's a good quality, right? No, but but you know, then you go five years down the road and then it's hey, well, you know, maybe. You know, Kind of the, the we in fact on my Monday morning meeting this week I talked about you know the person that talks shit about the person in your friendship group that's not there they talk shit about you, you when you're not there you know what I mean yeah. so you got to be real clear about these people and understanding like all right man who's really in my corner who's not and then understanding like you can listen to them but you can't hear and digest what they say what they say and that's a huge that's a huge differentiating factor in the words that you're getting down mm -hmm. the pipe you know like mm -hmm. they're gonna say it whether you listen or not and digest it, it's a totally different conversation yeah, dude, my new thing on that is. <laughs> My my new thing that I've been telling people because I get that question. That's a that is the biggest fucking question I get out of any anybody. Like, how do you deal with friends, family, people you've known, people who you thought were your friends that don't support you or don't, you know, uh, or, or, and I'll say this too, you know, the thing about success that you guys have to understand, bro, is like, you you guys don't understand that there is a God and there is universal powers that you have no fucking understanding of. There's quantum physics, there's metaphysics. These are real fucking things that are scientifically proven. And when you look at someone who's doing good, someone who signed a contract or someone who's had a good career or, or done something good and you hate on that in any way, even if you don't vocalize it, even in your heart, if you fucking get a little bit jealous, you have to train yourself not to do that because what you're doing is you are telling the higher powers out there that you don't like that. And when you say you don't like that, guess what you never get? So you better be that, damn yeah, sure a, that you- that karma. That's right. That karma. Bro, yeah. I'm telling you right now, I truly think the biggest reason that we consistently do well in literally everything has nothing to do with smarts or work ethic or anything. I truly think the cards get aligned for us because I fucking genuinely want people to win. Mm -hmm. And I and I, I don't get jealous like that. Right. Like when I see, like when my friend Ed, who bought just bought a brand new fucking global jet, like it's fucking amazing. I don't get jealous. I'm like, let's go see that motherfucker. Because <laughs> right. dude, what it does is it sets a standard in my mind. I'm like, all right, well, I know this dude. If he can do it, I can fucking do it. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and I'm happy for him. But there's and, no envy that, there. No, not at oh. all. Well, that's oh. the difference right there. You yeah. just said it. 
I can do it too. Yeah. It's that change in, in mindset. Instead yes. of looking down on them, you're saying, well, if they can do it, then what's, you know, I can do it too. You guys ever seen that movie, The Edge with Anthony Hopkins and they crashed a plane and, uh, yeah. and they're trapped in the woods and a bear chases them and shit. Mm -hmm. you, you ever seen that? Never. That's fucked. Yeah, never. By yourself hey, on hey, this no you guys offense. have never no, seen that. Hey, fuck Darren doesn't watch that. How are you? Yeah. you? Yeah. All right, look, dude. Darren doesn't watch that. All right, let's. All right. Hey, Woods? <laughs> nah. Listen, I'm watching. All right. I'll, I'll explain the whole movie. Yeah, go ahead. Please, please do. $1 or $1,000? Dude, you guys have fucking seen it. If I threw it up there, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I fucking saw that. Look, dude, here's the deal of the movie. All right. They fucking, the guy's super rich. They go on this expedition. He crashes a plane. He's got to survive this billionaire guy with these two other guys and they got to survive. And so the whole story is they go through the, they go through the woods and the fucking bear is trying to eat them. All right. <clears throat> and, and Anthony Hopkins has a line in that movie that has always stuck with me, dude. Always, always, always what one man can do. Another can do. And he's trying to convince his friends that they can survive this ordeal. And this guy's old. He's in his sixties, probably in the movie. And these guys are young and they're being total fucking pussies. And, He's trying to convince them that they can make it. And he's like, look, dude, other people have survived this. What one man could do, another can do. And I heard that on that movie. That movie came out in 1997, I think. And uh, it stuck with me, dude. And I've always thought that. Like, I've always looked at, you know, obviously there's exceptions, right? right. Like, I'm not going to dunk the basketball like LeBron James, right? right? It's not, no matter what I do in my life, it's not fucking happening. Yeah. Right. So we got to work within our skill set. But most people have a, 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 a skill set good enough to do pretty fucking good in life. Mm -hmm. And if we could just change the idea from, man, fuck that guy. You know, he thinks he's too big or he thinks he's that or he's because you guys have to realize when you see someone and it causes even a, a tinge of jealousy, what that is on your inside is that you don't feel good enough. OK, well, that's cool. I don't feel good enough. You know what did, you know what you do now instead of hating? You get better. You work. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, the reason you aren't where that guy is is because you didn't do the shit that he did. Yeah, nice. And that's such an easy thing to understand if you just remove the emotion of feeling. And I'm not saying we never feel jealous. Like, dude. Jealousy is a part of it. Fuck yeah. yeah. Bro, like, I'm not, yeah. I don't want this to say, sound like I've ne I never feel jealous. Bro, I used to be the most jealous fucking spiteful yeah. motherfucker there was. And when I figured this out, my life changed. Mm. So, like, I'm not saying, like, oh, yeah, I got it all figured out. I figured it out because I did it wrong for so long. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and so, you guys listening out there, when you see someone doing something good, whether it be <clears throat> losing 30 pounds or 100 pounds or they 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 became successful in business or they they accomplished something like they, they you know, they, they an athlete, they signed a contract or whatever, you guys should be fucking clapping as loud yes. as you can because when you clap for that, guess what? The universe, God, and all these other things sees that. And they say, well, that's what he wants. Right. That's what she wants. All right. Let me line this up for them to get start going. And yeah. Here, but yeah, but they line it up for you. The yeah, universe you lines go. it up for you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and you got to go. Yeah. But here it is. Once you get to that point, and, and, and I've seen it. I've seen so many guys my, throughout my career who've gotten paid big contracts. Yeah. And I've sat there and going, that's some bitch guy. God damn, how yeah. the hell did he make that kind of money, yeah. right? He and I'm like, okay. good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not, yeah, exactly. His name is Reggie. And he is. <laughs> but I'm sitting there watching that. But then, you know, I, my mind has always been, okay, well, he's got that contract. Okay, that's good. One, good for him. But then it goes back to me, right? Yeah. Now I have to look at me and say, what the? What do I need to do? Not yeah, what everybody else. Yeah. It's not outside of that. It comes back to me. And a lot of these conversations come back to who? 
it comes back to us always and, uh, yeah. and how we how we look at ourselves. Yeah. Right. So look at yourself and see where I'm deficient. If this is what I want, then I might ask better get up early in the morning, get on that tape, make sure I'm doing little things, staying healthy, being available to play or being available at work. Look at yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And and here's, real life, here's a real life story. And I'll, I'll keep this as short as I can is a lot like you, right? Starting in a small little supplement store and you're looking at all these other chains or you're looking at supplement brands and you're like, these dudes aren't that special. Why do they have it? And I know you just kept working. You just kept working. So for me- Well, at first I did think they had shit that I didn't, I, I thought- so I'm, I'm, yep, I'm like yeah. you. Yeah, in the beginning yep. I was like, oh man, these guys got magic. Like I want to be, you know, when I was coming up and starting, there was a guy named Bill Phillips who ran a company called EAS, which is no longer around anymore. Yeah. I remember that. But yes, like, dude, yeah. Bill was a fucking rock star. Yeah. And I'm like- well, this guy must have this special magic and do all these things. And in reality, he didn't have any fucking magic. All he did was he helped people fucking win. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But you kept working, yes. right? And it wasn't it wasn't like, oh, poor me, I'm going to quit. I mean, so many people these days, oh, I can't get that. Yeah. But for my journey, it was, I, I didn't get drafted. And I'm watching the draft like you, like, yeah. oh, guys are getting paid. I'm watching this board go and all these DNs are going, you know, third round, fourth round, fifth round. Sixth. I'm like, this dude? Like this dude. Like there's no way. Yeah. And, and yeah, like the jealousy depression hit, but we just, kept, I just kept working. Yeah. Played in Canada. I was out for two years. I was working three jobs, all these things. It took me three years to get to the league. But yeah. if it wasn't for the fact that like I watched these guys into your point, like I can achieve that. Like I can be there. I, I do need to keep working and not quitting. I mean, look at where you're at now. I mean, for me to have played in the NFL for six years and not even getting into, I was 27 years old. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Mm, yeah. It's crazy. But but again, like I didn't have that spite, right? And you're talking about mm -hmm. like these people that bring you down. All that is is baggage. That's just a that's a yeah. weight tied around it's your ankle that is going to slow you down yeah. from being what you potentially can be. Well, mm -hmm. I'm like you are, Andy. That that's my biggest struggle is stuff like that doesn't happen to me to guys like me. Yeah. I, I can't have that. Yeah. So it's that internal battle of well, if they can do it, I can. Or versus no, I, that's just not for me. Right. And so that's the internal struggle that I face right now is, yeah. is, is working over that. Well, dude, I, I think that, you know, the biggest thing that people have to realize, like guys, you, you have to take, okay. So here's why people think that you have to start with why people think this shit. So the reason people think that all these motherfuckers are magical out there is because these people, once they get to a certain level, they start thinking they are magical. And they tell everybody they're magical and they talk about how fucking good they are and how, you know, their ego starts to get huge. Right. And they talk like, dude, look, man, like some of these entrepreneurs out there that we all know, I'm mm -hmm. not going to name any names, but they like to talk as if I got this thing. I was born with it. You, fucking you don't have it. Right. And if you don't have it, you don't have it. And that's bullshit. Okay? Self-preservation is that, what it is. That's them building themselves up so that they can build and, and dude, I don't see, I don't see that as the right thing to do. Right. Absolutely. I see the right thing to do as to show people the truth. Like, dude, I could very easily be like, fuck yeah, dude, I was born with this shit. I'm fucking got, you know, and you, you want a little piece of me. Here's what you, you know, I'm not, right. no. The thing is, is, is that dude, we're all the fucking same, bro. We all fucking bleed red. We all have the same insecurities. We all have. And dude, I try to show people that so that they understand there really isn't anything else besides just doing it. Like you make a list and you do the list. When do you right. do the list? Now. Who taught you that? Dad. When I was fucking three years old, mm. make a list, do the list. When? Now. And that's it. Mm. And like, dude, I don't really know. I don't really know anything else. 
I've I've learned, and and I mean, we, we were very two things that I think we were very fortunate to to learn at a young age, and one of them is education. Our dad was really good at pounding in the simple things and understanding that compounding interest happens out of being consistent with the small things, right? And then, you know, the ability to be competitive, like there's not two more. I mean, this would be a pretty interesting yeah. competitive <laughs> fucking yeah, conversation. We met, we met dad. Yeah, yeah. we <laughs> met dad yeah. already. Yes, but. I think, you know, what I've learned. See the way he grabbed your arm? Uh, yeah, that was firm. He's trying to get back. After I'm, firm. Firm. I'm, just, I'm just focusing, yes. looking yeah. under hey. this table. Make yeah. sure we're all good. Right. I, got I, got I got it. Don't worry. Table, I got calluses, man. I'll, I'll be good, bro. <laughs> I wish I saw that. <laughs> but my point being is, is, you know, what I've learned in with young culture, you know, and, and it kind of goes against the grain, right? Winning, you know, and everybody's winner. Now, I've learned that most people, most people don't understand what it takes to win and they've never really won. And winning is really fucking contagious, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. And so getting these young guys and girls into a point where we create a little bit of momentum and teach them and let them taste the win and let them smell the win, you realize like once they taste it, it's all, you know, then yeah, they go absolutely. get it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Give them a little, it's kind of like uh, what's a movie, a real movie Den- with Denzel, the <laughs> drug dealer. One. Oh, one uh, in California. Training Day? Training Day, yeah. No, no, I watched Training Day last night. No, when he's- American Gangster. American Gangster. Oh. You know, oh, when yeah. you let him mm. sample the blue match. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to let him taste it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Give him a taste and let him come get it. I've learned that winning, most people never really understood what a win is. And then you show it to them. You let them have it. And going back to your weight loss journey, instead of fucking poking fun at the person that lost 30 pounds, maybe you should go ask them how they can help you or how they did it. And then you can create a little good juju going in your direction to create that momentum. Same thing with success, right? Same thing in business. Check your motherfucking ego at the door and say, hey, man, what are you doing? Yeah. It seems to be working. And how can I? That's right. Yeah, can ask. you help me out? Yes. Yeah, but, the, yes. but then they're acknowledging that they've got to put the work in. Oh, too. yeah. Dude, That's <clears> the problem, right? There's just too many people out there that are just lazy. That's like, well, you're working too hard. Like, you're you're suffering and, you know, you're, you're not healthy. You need to do this. It's like, no, I'm just working my ass off. Who's that come from, though? The people that don't want to do That's it. That's right. So, so, dude, my new thing for that I tell people with, with that question, you know, people say, well, how do I deal with this shit? My new thing is always to tell them, say, hey, what's their life going to look like in 10 years? Mm. What's their life going to look like in 15 years? Do you want that life? Do you want the life they have now? And if you don't, and if the answer is fucking shit to all those, guess what their opinion is? Shit. Right. And you should just keep moving. And, dude, if we could stop and do that instead of, like, thinking, like, oh, my God, you know, my... Uh, I wonder what they're saying about me. Fuck, dude, who cares? Right. Like, who really fucking cares, man? Who really fucking cares? If people are not talking about you, you're doing something fucking wrong or at least insignificant. That's the truth. Like, right. so you're never going to, dude, you know how many motherfuckers talk shit on my 75 hard program? A lot of them. You know what it does for the program every time they do? It gets more people to go Thank look you. at it. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So like, dude, good Good Morning America ran a shit story on it with some fucking bozo doctor doesn't know goddamn thing. And guess what happened? I had fucking, it went spiked. <laughs> yeah. Go thank you. You should have sent him a letter. Yes. <laughs> so like, the dude, best paid advertising you got. Yes. These, dude, but the best thing about this is that, you know, people, and this is what irritates me. The reason most people haven't fucking tasted a win it's because society is geared now to keep that away from people. They don't want motherfucker, bro. When you grew yeah. up, did you get a trophy for f- fourth place? Hell no. Fuck no. They didn't have it. First of all, got the league I was in, got that blue yeah. ribbon. Yeah, the project league I was in, dude. <laughs> you might get a ribbon. Yeah. <laughs> what a major. That's you what know, I'm second saying. place. Like, dude, you sure as shit didn't get one for seventh or eighth right. or fourteenth. Wow. Like, right. dude, you don't get one for showing the fuck up. And dude, we've raised an entire generation of kids that don't know what the fuck it is to win. Yeah. You know, and not only do they not know what it is to win. They've learned from teachers who tell them, hey, you know what? Dude, I got told this shit. My guidance counselor in fucking high school, and I went to a top 25 academic high school. 
Okay, a blue ribbon school where you would think that they would never fucking say something like this. And the motherfucking guidance counselor I had looked at me right in the fucking face. And he said, well, Andy, what do you want to be? Uh, or where do you want to go to school? And dude, I play football, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, dude, I want to go. I want to go to Notre Dame or I want to go to Duke. I didn't know shit, you know? Right. He's like, Andy, look, dude, those schools are for cream of the crop. And that's what he said to me. I will never fucking forget it. He goes, those schools are for cream of the crop. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, and that ain't you. <laughs> and I'm like, I, you know, I, I'm looking at him like, Well, fuck you, man. Right. You know, and like that, like I didn't know how to respond to that, but my response naturally wasn't to, like I, this guy's in his 40s or 50s. How old were you? Fucking 16, 17, you know? Bro, you shouldn't be telling, you you shouldn't be telling motherfuckers that kind of shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. okay, maybe, hey, you want to go to Duke? You want to go to Notre Dame? All right, this is what we got to do. You right. got to fucking get your grades up. Yeah. You got to do this. I would have responded to that. Right. You know, I'm just glad I had enough, uh, enough, like piss and vinegar in me to, to think like, yeah. who the fuck are you? Because a lot of kids don't, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. and it's not right, dude. And that's what I think a leader, a good leader can see, right? Yes. I had a coach that told me, and I had just killed myself all through college. I was team captain three, like killed myself for him. I would have died literally for him. Yeah. And come pro day, he's like, yeah, probably uh, maybe get some arena ball, something like that. But I'm glad you got your degree. Good job, man. I'm like, Four years old, all I wanted to do was play football. Now you're telling me, nah, I'm not going to back you at all. Just you should probably go play arena league for a little bit, shut yeah. it down, and get into business. Glad you got your degree. But he knew, though. Here's the thing, and I didn't see it at the time. He knew how you'd respond. Goes, how I'd respond. Mm. Hey, fuck you. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I'm having okay, a good day. Come see me in three and a half years, but I'm going to make it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm going to make it. But but I think that's what a leader is. But yeah. I mean, that's the problem. And you talked about being, winning being contagious. You, you know what's even more contagious now is losing. Yeah, oh, shit. man. Yeah. I heard you talk about it, right? Oh, it's bro. like, we're celebrating the victim and all yeah. we're doing is like, no, like that's not it because you're setting your kids, our kids, the next generation up to do shit. Well, we're seeing nothing. it. Yeah. We're fucking yeah. seeing it. We're seeing it right now. We're seeing. So dude, when I started the MFCEO project 2015, my whole reason for starting that podcast was I, I felt obligated to share the things that I know that have helped me win because I'm winning and I fucking think, okay, well, if it's really this, if this is what it is, I'm going to share it, you know, and, and, and that's the right thing to do. And, and I saw the culture shifting then, like I saw it, all these trophies and what was happening. These, these kids now that was what, 15, what, eight, seven years ago, six years ago. So now with those kids that were 14, now they're fucking 20 and they're 21. Okay. And that's who we see on TV burning the fucking shit down and arguing for all this ridiculous shit that doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. And that now, and, and you know, you can't hold them accountable or it right. hurts their fucking feelings. feelings Man, yeah. fuck y'all. Yeah. That's how I think about it. You guys are going to fucking lose your whole fucking lives. You're never going to fucking win. You're never going to beat that drum of being a victim loud enough to make a difference for your fucking life. Right. It'll never happen. And you guys, dude, if that's you right now, you better wake the fuck up because you'll spend your whole life beating that fucking drum and you will get nothing for and it. You know yeah. what? Like, look, and the only way you're going to battle that, if you're that person that's still like a self-motivate, you're self-motivated, you can continue to move forward. If you listen to that bullshit. Yeah. If you're listening to that victim drum, yeah. it'll affect you. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, seriously, yeah. you have to, you got to hit, kick that shit in the face, man, yeah. and move on and continue to do you. And those that are acting like victims, look, I've been around that mindset yeah. for a long time. Damn time. Yeah. 
We can't get a job. I can't do this. So-and-so can do this, but I can't. Bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. If you well, start to believe that, is that what well, so man can So can another. And not only that, but man, what what happened to the time where, like I always say, we always say on our podcast, like that soft mentality yeah. will get you fucking nowhere. It'll get you beat, right? To win, winning is freaking hard, man. Yeah. I mean, winning is hard. Playing football, we play 16 regular season games, right? 16 regular season games in the NFL. It's fucking hard to win on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. And, and if you're going to win on Sunday, Monday, your ass better be ready. Yeah. Tuesday, you better be. There are no days off. No. And it's the same thing for the victims that are out there. Take it off. Stop looking at everyone else saying that it's their fault and point that fucking finger back at you and say, what can I do? Dude, and how about this? How about on top of that, name me a great a great story. Like everybody likes a great story. Yeah. Name me a great fucking story where the motherfucking subject of the story didn't have to overcome a whole bunch of shit. Absolutely. Yeah. A whole bunch. And dude, here's how I look at it. I look at it like this. All the things that have happened to me, all the things that have fucking got me off track, you know, uh, I could name a million of them. Motherfucker, every one of those, you know what I thought, dude, the day I got stabbed in the fucking face and I think I talked about it on your show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and dude, I remember, I remember the next fucking day what I thought. I remember, I remember exactly what I thought. And I should have stuck with this thought because I didn't. I let the fucking victim shit take over mm. for like two years. But I remember the next day, the, like I was all bummed out, right? Cause like I'm laying, I'm laying in the hospital and the fucking doctor, he's all pissed off because I, he thinks I'm some kind of fucking thug that just right. got fucking stabbed. <clears throat> and I said to him, I said, well, how bad is it? And he goes, well, you sure as fuck ain't going to be a model or movie star. That's mm. exactly what the fuck he said to me. And so like, I was bummed. Right. Cause like I was, I was, you know, I'm thinking about I'm 20 fucking, I'm thinking about girls and all this shit. I'm like, fuck, I'm never getting any, I'm never getting a girl again. Pouring yeah. up for you, baby. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you know Platinum. what? Hey, it ain't that bad. <laughs> all right. So, but anyhow, dude, uh, I'm thinking all this shit. And I remember thinking this, the fucking one thought that I thought for like a minute, is I thought, well, nobody's ever going to fuck with you again. And I should have kept that fucking thought. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, I, yeah. I thought about yeah. it. I'm like, I'm like, I got some street cred now. <laughs> like, for like one minute, I was kind of like, oh, this ain't that bad. But then I let it all come, come in. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so, dude, we have to look for those, even if they're fucking stupid like that, we have to look at those positive things that we can dra- derive and, and see all these little mountains that we have, uh, that, that we have to climb as part of our fucking story, dude. It's part of our story. Right. And like, dude, you might be uh, a, a black kid from the inner city right now and everybody around you saying America sucks and you'll never right. fucking make it. And you, Motherfucker, there are so many motherfucking people just like you that are fucking killing it. Absolutely. Killing it. Yes. And dude, you could take that same example and argue for anybody because we everybody has their own things. Like, yeah. you know, if you're, a, if you're a 14 year old kid and you happen to be listening to this shit and your mom and dad are alcoholics, I don't care what fucking color you are or where you come from and you get beat and you get picked on, that doesn't mean that you cannot fucking make it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't, you could be living in a fucking trailer park out in Jefferson County, Missouri, which is like the meth capital of the United States. And Behind you might, Fresno. Huh? Behind Fresno. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. But you could be fucking sitting out there right now thinking, fuck, I'm never going to make it. I'm never going to make it. Look where I was born. Look, God, yeah, God yeah. screwed me. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Motherfucker, I'm talking to you. You can make it. You know, and dude, that's the, we don't have that anymore. When I, when you and I were coming up, everybody out there 
was telling us, hey, you could do it. You could do it. You right. could do it. Even the teachers, you know, you might have some shitty teachers like the one I had, but most people were like, hey, with hard work, you can accomplish it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's you a, put the time. That, in. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. And, and, the, and these kids now, they don't have that shit. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know what? It's, it's a lot to do with fucking us. Yeah. Parents. Yeah, I agree. Is that we, the kids? Our, our generation oh, we fucking sucks. failed. Yeah, dude. we did. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Woo. But but here's the yeah. thing though. Here's and, and whether you're that 14 year old kid from Jefferson City or you're a parent right now that has kids. Yeah. Here's the thing though, is there's all those and I, and it, look, I'm I try to stay positive, but there's all those losers out there that mm -hmm. have that victim mentality. Yeah. Think about it as the opportunity that you have. Either you can change your kid's future by raising him the right way, giving him the right tools to succeed, encouraging him the right way. Because guess what? That competition out there isn't what it was 20 years ago. Nope. And if Dude, you're a kid, no. that competition, like if you're an entrepreneur right now, like a 22, 23-year-old oh, kid, Dude, there is gold out there because there are so many lazy people out there that don't want to put in the work, right. that don't want to go through the things that that the successful yeah. people have gone through, the the valleys, the peaks, the valleys. I mean, the war that it takes to be what you want to be on a constant basis. People don't want to go through that. There is a freaking gap a truck could drive through for people to, you know, remember oh, we're fullback, right? Yeah. Oh, that hole was yeah. so big, a truck could drive through. Yeah. Guess what? Yeah. Opportunity is just like that right 100%, now. A hundred percent, dude. A hundred million percent dude that i i would trade places with any fucking 20 year old right now oh, fuck buddy, it i don't I'm care you. i don't care what I'm race i don't care you. where you're from yeah. I, I don't give a fuck what you got what your parent i would trade places with any of them because i could be where i'm at in seven years exactly. instead of 20 years yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the opportunity yeah that's right i mean unless you played for the cowboys in the 90s <laughs> it's actually a solid point to say yeah yeah, yeah. No social media back then. None. None. Thank Dude, God was, we didn't have social media. What was that like, bro? That had to be fucking cool. He just said, hit it on the head. Tyler just said it right now. If we would have had social media yeah. at that time, we would. there's no way we have, I have a ring. There's no way. We couldn't fill the team if we had social media. Yeah. But all this the garbage. <laughs> yeah. Man. Nasty, yeah. vile shit that was taking place yeah. on those teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean classy, classy, elegant, first class. yeah. amazing. About, about the brand. About you know what? Like, our team, you think about Jimmy Johnson. So Jimmy Johnson in the 90s, he came from the early 80s, Fucking late Miami. 80's. Miami. Yeah. Right. So what were they the U, doing at the U? Yeah. You seen the Everything document. you they, need to do. That was <laughs> to all win. Jimmy to win games, yeah, right? right? Give it dance on the field and, you know, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. What your bright color? It was the same mentality. Versus yeah. Catholics, it man. was the same mentality with the Cowboys, man. He 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 figured out, and this is what great leaders do. He figured out the type of guys he wanted. He wanted alpha dogs, right? He figured I'll get in, I'll bring in all these different personalities, all these alpha dogs, and I'll be the one who will push the bright buttons. Yeah, and that some bitch pushed the right buttons. He know how to move, motivate us. Yeah, he knew how to. You know, get on us after a win. We'd win games by 20-some points. The next day, he was like, hey, look, you didn't do this right. You didn't do that right. Blah, blah, blah. We're running all day. No yeah. practice. We're just going to run. Yeah. And it was like punishment after a win. So he yeah. just knew how to mold that team. And there's and that's not that's no different from what you guys are doing here. Yeah. There's a paradox to that, man. Yeah. You know, the par that's why Saban's such a good coach, too. Absolutely. You know, like he, if you, if you pay attention to what he coaches on, you know, he when things are good, he locks it down. When things are bad, he gives you a little grace, brings you back up. The paradox of leadership is really simple. It's just people always fuck it up. When things are good, the leaders fucking celebrate with the team. Absolutely. And when things yeah. are bad, they complain with the team. Yeah. And a leader's job is not to do that. Your, your job is to direct traffic and get the fucking momentum back. So when you win by 27 points, but you guys fucking jumped off sides 16 times yeah. just because you were good talent and you beat some shitty team, 
I'm not rewarding you for that either. No. Fuck you guys. You guys right. could have won by 70. That's what a good coach does. They bring out the fucking You know best. what? I got a question for you while, yeah. we're, while we're on right now. I mean, you yeah. guys are around it every day. How do you assess your personnel as far as leadership is concerned? As far as pushing their button, do you treat every employee the same exact way? Yeah, I don't think you can. I don't think you can treat them all the same because they all respond to different stimulus. You know, you have some guys that you have some guys and girls that that they come in and they want to fucking win. They have it in them. You have some guys and girls that have to be challenged to win. You have some guys and girls that have to be built up to win. You know, I think every I think if you try to, you know, I mean, yeah. dude, you know, at the highest level, man, ideally you would you would say everybody's a killer. Right. But but that's really not true. Right. The, the truth is you got to bring the killer out of them. And so how do you do that? You know, and Sal, you do this all the time with your with your meetings. You know what I'm saying? You're meeting with these guys. Uh, you know how to respond to, you know, let's say uh, this person versus person A versus person B. If you go in and try to 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 communicate the same way to all of them, you're going to get half the people are going to get their feelings hurt. Half the people are going to get demotivated. Right. So, you know, I, I think you have to, you know, like you, you said, like you have to know what buttons to push right. to get people to see what you want them to see. Right. I think what I, I think, I mean, Andrew's dead on, you know, but for what I, where, what has worked best for me? And it's, I think every leaders, Andrew and I are work really well together because we're yin and yang. Mm-hmm. We're two totally different people. Same mission, never fucking gets lost in the clouds. Like we're here to fucking win. I don't give a fuck what we got to do to get it done. He knows what he's got up. He knows the role. He's offense. I'm defense. Right. We play really well. Hey, you're, yeah. you're, hey, I need you to go play today. Right. Today, I'm mm-hmm. going to fucking sit back here. Right. But I think, you know, where I've had the most success in developing young leadership is, you know, I, I deal with firm truth. Like, I never back down from the truth. Never. You and can't I, lose with the truth and the facts, yeah. bro. That's right. And and I deliver it in a firm manner so that it's, and I, and I teach them. So I, I've learned to teach and help try to coach them through life so that I can build loyalty or trust. Mm-hmm. So that when I deliver the firm truth, it comes with a little bit of dad to it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? <clears throat> but with the same mission understanding, it's like, when I got to get that fucking rat ass, I'm going to get the best out of them because they know it, like it's coming. Like, mm-hmm. And I'm going to fuck with you until I can't, until I get the best out of you. Mm-hmm. And I think I do uh, slow, medium, fast from the standpoint of like, slow is I always deliver the truth. I'm always talking to them about life. I'm always trying to help them, you know, through personal situations. Medium is like, hey, motherfucker, we need, we've talked about this before. Like we, we shouldn't have to revisit this twice. You know what I mean? Like we should not have to constantly, your insecurity because you you, the, the guy you're leading has been here longer than you have. Like I'm either going to give him your job or you're going to get, he's going to take your job. Mm-hmm. One of the habit, like which one you want, you want right. to take it or not. And then the, the fucking firm, the fast truth is, all right, fuckhead, it's time to get the fucking busy. And mm. I'm either going to fucking put somebody in your motherfucking job today, or you're going to fucking respond. That's it. Like, and there's no in between. And I understood like how to, how to tolerate. Not everybody responds to fast. Not mm-hmm. everybody responds to medium, but they all respond to the truth. Right. Well, you know? and I think the goal ultimately too is, is I know our goal is ultimately to get them to self-assess and coach themselves. That's what I'm ultimately after. Like I'm, what I'm ultimately after is really developing them. I was just having a conversation uh, with one of my buddies this morning and he was talking about employee issues that he was having. And uh, you know, the thing is when it comes to employees and it comes to the truth and the facts and how they take it um, is, is really simple. Uh, my goal is to get you to coach your fucking self as it's coming. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the, the reason people really screw up in life is because what we talked about this morning, they stop showing up, paying attention. So, you know, they get a little bit of a win. 
Mm-hmm. And wins either do one of two things. You guys all know this. It either makes you lazy or it makes you more hungry. Oh, that's right. And so um, the guys who it makes lazy, you guys ain't never going to make it. Like you, you just not. So what, what I try to do is to get people to pay attention to the little bitty things that they do that make up the big things, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and nobody here, and there's not one person here who's weak. They're just different. Right. You know? And so, and I, I think I see a what lot of people. Look at? Yeah, bro. Yeah. Everybody here, yeah, everybody here fucking at. works. Bro. Yeah. And, and I think, but wait, hold on. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing that, that, that business owners really mess up in their, or, or let's just say organization leaders, mm-hmm. whether it's a sports team or a church or a business or anything is you guys think that once things are good, they're going to stay good. And that ends up screwing it up. Like you think because you talk to your team and you guys went out and won a game that they're going to remember that the next week. No, bro. This is, this is like taking a fucking shower, right. you know, like you got to do it every day. Otherwise right. you're going to stink it's like, like a 24 hour rule. Yeah, that's it. It's over with. You got yes. the win. Now move on that's to it. the next one. Yeah, that's it. Placing talents. Another thing too. You know, square putt, ground hole. Yeah. Not everybody has the same talent or the mm-hmm. same upside or the same potential. Not everybody's really good at building team. They're really good at executing on single right. task. And so I think, you know, learning to identify that not everybody has the same skill set you have and that you don't need to develop the same skill set for everyone. You know, somebody's got. That was a huge lesson for me. Yeah. As a leader. Well, and I think, you know, everybody wants to throw the fucking football, right? Right. Somebody's got to hike it. Somebody's got to be the left Mm. tackle. Somebody has to clean the jersey and somebody's got to bring the water. And understanding that in order to win, you have to develop a team. And not everybody's going to throw the motherfucking football. Mm -hmm. Not everybody's Mm going to catch football. Somebody's got to run the video. Yeah, but a lot of businesses run like that. I used to run our business like that. Everybody's a quarterback. In the early early days. Mm -hmm. I used to have it structured. So like to get to here, you had to go through here, here, and here. Well, fuck, dude, that's not a really good idea because when you when you have to go through here, here, and here, this is sometimes totally out of line with these people. And I understand certain people like, okay, like I have a guy here who's been with me for 16 years and I used to try to make him be a great salesman. Well, this motherfucker ain't a great salesman. Right. That's just what it is. Right. But he is great at getting shit done. Mm-hmm. Okay. And once I recognize that, I'm like, oh, and we take him out of here, we put him over here and this fucking guy took off. And I, my biggest regret in business is that I, I, I didn't recognize that early enough that, that, yeah. you know, like it makes perfect sense, right? Like right. you got, you got this guy who could throw the fucking football, right? Well, we're going to try to see what he could do throwing the football, right? We're not going to put him up on the fucking left tackle and make him, you know, <laughs> right. like, but it's getting to know your personnel, yes, right? Sure. So yeah. that's, that's the well, key, it's not right? as easy as it would be in the NFL. Like you could physically look at someone and say, that's Absolutely. what this guy's for. So, so you're talking to three people, three guys yeah. right here that are on this set right now who yeah. come from that world of the NFL where, yeah. well, you, you've, you've pretty, pretty much determined who the fuck you are. Yeah. You no, know, this is who you are. Yeah. You, you, you're a long snapper. Yes. You're not a tight end. Yeah. You may do scout work on as a tight end, yeah. but you're a freaking long snapper. Right. Yeah. So we understand those roles. And one of the transitions that we've had to make and why our podcast and why I always say our podcast is so therapeutic and what we gone through because it's a transition of, of being in the NFL. Now we're in the business world, right. Is having those conversations. Because some of what we've learned in the NFL applies. Yeah. And some of what, what we've learned in the NFL does not apply. Right. And we have to change our mindset yeah. and have conversations with you, Andy, and do your story, Sal, you're next. You're doing your story and learning off those stories. Am I right? That's right. I mean, isn't that, that's why, like I always talk about our podcast. When we first got started, I was like, I don't know about, you know, this. Yeah, yeah. But as we got, as we've gotten going, man, it's taught me so much about 
just life. Yeah. Oh, and business. And talking through some shit. Yeah. And talking yeah. through <laughs> shit. Yes. Like we are talking through it with some of the best that's ever done it, you know? And that's and that applies to what we're doing. So that's that's the message. And I and I always like I always say, our show is the most we are it's therapeutic. It's an amazing yeah. show. It's amazing. I man. love the show. And it's one of the it's probably the best show I've ever done or that I've ever had fun on. You yeah, know? I appreciate it. It was great. You know what I learned today? Is why you're on defense, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped one ball, I saw man. Them, I, saw I dropped one moving. damn yeah. ball. <laughs> hey, you know what? And, and Dude, D- DJ, I'm sorry. Who's DJ? Uh, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean Big Red? Yo, Red. Hey, I Red. know Big Red. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one thing I do want to ask it, and you touched yeah. on it a bit earlier, because we spend a lot of time talking about how to win and how to get to that point of winning. I think for me, the most fascinating thing now is, all right, once you're there, how do you continue that? I think that's, I do. We talked about this out in the gym this morning, dude. Um, you know, there's a big difference, man. You know, uh, if you show up every day and you know, you're look, man, if you want to fucking be ultra successful in life, you have to fucking buy into this idea right now. It's going to be a battle every fucking day, period. Just accept it. It's never going to, I have so many of these people that hit me up in the business world or the entrepreneur world. And they're like, well, when's it going to get easier? I'm like, never motherfucker. If you want to win, it never gets easier. It just gets different. And, and so what you're worried about in the beginning, which would be like paying the rent on your space or, you know, you're looking at the sales numbers every three fucking hours. Like, dude, I've did that for fucking years and years and years and years. I probably in the last year just got to the point where I don't check the sales numbers multiple times a day. Like, you know, so now I'm worried about other shit. Now I'm now I'm looking over here or that. But I think if you just buy into the fact that like, dude, okay, I'm gonna go to battle every fucking day, and you your chances of success just go up a million fold when you just accept that. Just accept it. I'm gonna have to work hard until I fucking die. And you know what? <laughs> it's not that bad. And guess yeah, what? At least you, you know what you're in for. Yeah. yeah, you don't go to bed surprised every night. That's like, true. Hey, what the hell? Yeah, you can go to. Re- All right, let's go. That's right. Let's- and so it takes a lot of anxiety and a lot of like shit that I would used to worry about off the table. Like, all right, fuck it, man. I'm in. And once you're just bought in, now it becomes a lot easier to continue to win because what happens is you avoid what most people do, which is um, they win a little bit and then they think that they're going to keep winning and they take their eye off the ball. And all of a sudden, you know, we, we've all had these friends, they're making millions of dollars. And then you call them a year from now and they're fucked. And you're like, bro, what happened? And he's like, oh, well, and you know damn well what happened because you saw on his Instagram, he's fucking here. He's with this dude. He's part, he's out at 4 a.m. with a fucking bunch of strippers. And you're like, yep, I see it coming. Became here a it fat, comes. Yeah. Fat cat. Yeah. Well, and it's that football analogy. I mean, it's the little details, right? It's taking that six inch step. It's putting your hands in the right place. You forget the details that got you to that yeah. championship caliber yeah. team. Then you can't stay there. I mean, how hard was it in 94? To get back to the Super Bowl like third consecutive time. Yeah, it's harder. I yeah. mean, when my 49ers slapped you Ooh. in the NFC Championship. Ooh. Did you just hear this? Yeah. <laughs> but it's hard, but it's Jared really hard. Oh, wait a minute. It's yeah. 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 over here. But you could hey, Jed wait, die. Hey, you could, you could lock down anymore. Rice, bro. No, no, hey. Shit. hey, how many rings I got? Man? Yo! <laughs> I'm spending all three rings. I'll tell you this, though. Anders... Andrew's missing a part that he, he teaches really, really well. And, you know, um, the sex, sex. Ah, oh, there you go. I didn't even touch you. 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 I didn't even touch you
Hands high. Scoot over a little bit, man. Hands high. Yeah, that's right. Come on over here, big boy. Yeah. No, you're next. Andrew talks about the success mirage. We're going to put this motherfucker on only calves. I got nice calves. No, but the, oh, dude. the success mirage and what you realize you're, you're dead, you're, you're yeah. dead on is, you know, you, you, what you realize it takes to win is it's back to the one through 10. You know, the things that, that got you to the top will get you back to the top, but you got to consistently stay on top of doing them. What happens is you become lazy, you become complacent, you become, you know, like, ah, you know what? Maybe I don't need to go to the gym at 5 a.m. Maybe I'll skip the gym. Maybe I'll roll that's into the office. You need to go. And that's yeah. understanding and expressing discipline of the things that got you here. We'll get you here again. But if you stop doing we'll that, it won't get you there. And I, so it's a bell curve. When you get to the top, you got two ways. You can either restart the bell curve or you can fall the fuck off. And understanding that it's your creature of habit of winning through small little steps, your six inch steps, right? And so understanding we we create that in a, in a work environment. Those same things still exist. You know, making sure, hey, you're sending your, your 25 offensive emails. You're making sure you're doing your 25 customer touches. You're making sure you're writing your five thank you cards. Like, these small steps. Now, if you take the five thank you cards off the plate, what happens is then you fill it with bullshit. No, you you're fucking around on Instagram. It, it, it really, what happens is it's the compromise that kills you. Because once you start com- compromising on that one thing to make room for the other thing, what's going to happen is the next thing you're going to do is compromise on the other thing. And then all of a sudden, your whole life becomes a compromise. That's why I talk about zero compromise all the fucking time. People think, oh, you're too rigid. Well, am I? I don't know. Right. You know, right. things seem to be going okay. It is, man. Yeah. So, like... <clears throat> The, the other thing, too, I want to touch on about continuing to win, which is a huge deal. And I see a lot of, you know, in Arate uh, with Ed, it gives me a privilege to really see a lot of companies and what's going on. And one of the things I see that really crushes people from winning is is because, dude, our business environment changes so quickly now. Like there's new technology, there's new trends, there's new things happening literally every week that you have to be paying attention to. So what happened, so it, it, it the... The fall off happens so much quicker now when you take your eye off of things. So like the minute you think like, you know, you make your first hundred grand or, you know, your first million dollars or your first 10 million, whatever's relative to you. And you think, fuck, I got, I got it. And you, you go over here and you go to Cabo for two weeks and fuck off. What happens when that new trend you just missed, or you just notice your competitors doing this or that or this. And what happens is companies look over here and the shit changes so fast when they look back, they're behind. And they don't know what to do. And so, dude, to win in business, especially now, you have to anticipate the market. You can't just react to the market. You have to anticipate the market. So whatever, whatever you, wherever you are, if you're just reacting to what everybody else does, you're always going to be behind. And if you can't pay attention, okay, so my point is, long-winded here, is if you don't show up to fucking win every day, you're going to end up losing because it's going to change on you and you're not going to know what to do. And, and that's, that's the problem. I think as companies now, if you, if you don't have the ability to evolve, you die. Oh, that's it. Simply dude. put. Adaptation is the yeah. name of the game. Yeah. Well, like, and, and doing it dynamically, like you yeah. gotta be fast, man. You know what I'm saying? Like we're in a, in, an, in a very much of an ebb and flow economy and understanding like, okay, what happened in COVID? If you don't have a DTC opportunity or every, what we learned is everybody's got a DTC opportunity. How fast you evolve to it is how well you can stay on top of the water. You get fucking eaten up by the waves, restaurants included. Can you do curbside? Are you available to do it? Can you make it happen? Like, can you adapt and make this thing fucking work? Yes or no? Because if you sit back and you just expect everything to go back to normal, you're going to get your fucking ass beat. I saw COVID. I saw 2020 is a huge test to show who the fuck, because dude, entrepreneurship has become a popular thing. 
So what I saw happen was a lot of the people that really shouldn't been entrepreneurs are now out. And a lot of the people who are willing to adapt, they're yeah, in yeah. and yep. they're doing great. And so what really happened here is, and dude, a lot of people, you're going to fucking email me. I don't give a fuck. Don't at me about it. This is the truth. It's the truth. The fucking, the business returned to its rightful owners, period. Mm. That's what happened. Pe- the people with skills got their business back. The people who don't, they lost. And that's natural selection. We don't know what the fuck's going to happen. We don't know what, we, we, we don't, how the fuck do we know unless we just show up every day and pay attention? I can tell you this, when they started talking about the fucking economy locking down in January, him and I were making a fucking plan. Mm, Instead, right. everybody else waited till they actually closed it. Right. And so when it happened, you know, that's when the discussion, just for an example, that's when the discussion of putting the Zoom rooms came in. We, we they started talking about COVID and they're talking about shutting down this and that. And we're like, fuck, dude, if we can't, because we were heavily built around in-person events. Absolutely. In-person coaching. Right. We'd have 10, 15 people come in. We teach them in person. Well, fuck, you can't do that. So what do we do? And so right at that point, we made a pivot. We said every motherfucking room here is going to be a Zoom room. We're going to fucking go virtual, blah, 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 blah. And we opened a new headquarters, hired almost 200 people, and had the fucking greatest year we ever had in business because we were able to pivot quick. And I, to your point, one of the things I'm most proud about our companies, all of them, is that, yes, we might be a bigger company or a mid-sized company, but we fucking operate like a little company. Well, and I think that's, I mean, that's a super valid point. I think yeah. to be dynamic, you have to have a small business mindset with a fucking big business attitude. You know yeah. what I mean? Like making sure you attack, like, hey man, every customer matters. It's one customer at a time. It's not 10, it's not 1,000, it's not 100,000. It's one. It's, it's one. Mm-hmm. And trying to take that to scale. And that's what, I, you know, I, I, I think we do that very well. Yeah, and I'll, say, I'll say this to back that up because, you know, you can say it and it sounds good, but here's an actual testimony of that, right? We walked in today, right? And it was a little creepy because of the background background uh, digging that y'all did on us. Yeah, you did. It was a little Fuck. scary. Yeah, so there's was like, some... the, like the duck hunting caller. I'm like, these guys like, went three yeah. years back on my social media. <laughs> like, Google all but over again. But, on but, us. The, yeah. but you treat each customer like one person. After you came on the show, you sent, and then Chris wrote a handwritten letter to me. Sent, sent yeah. us a, like for every single person that that receives a first form product or goes to your stores, they feel like the most important person. That's that small well, bro, business mentality. Bro, you know mentality. what? It's because they are. Because those pe- those people are. We, we, at this level, still cannot afford to lose a single person. We just can't. It's not what we do. Like, we want, we want to get you and we want you to stay here for as long, for forever. We want to be your friend. We want to know about you. We want to help you get whatever it is that you're trying to get. And dude, that shit goes, you know where that comes from? That comes from the fucking 10 years that I have any motherfucking customers, right? And that's, that's something that these kids too nowadays, they won't have because it's so much easier to get it going. You guys have to realize the reason that first form pays the attention to detail is because dude, I fuck you, man, people think this is bullshit story. The first day we were in business, we sold $7. The second day we had zero customers. The third day we sold $23. It took us eight months to have a day over $200. It took me six years to get the second store open. It took me 10 years to make more than $600 a month or $700 a month. I'm sorry. 10 fucking years. Do you know how many days I had where I didn't see anybody? Do you know how many days I sat in that motherfucking store with Chris talking about what, the, how the fuck we're going to pay our bills? And, and dude, you know what it did though? It taught me to value a fucking customer. So like, dude, you would, you would come in my store 
And I'd try to keep you there because I was fucking bored. Right. <laughs> For real. Because I'm tired of looking at this motherfucker talking right. the same shit. And, 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 and dude, I'm cursing it, right? I'm right. like, fuck this. We're, we fucking suck. Like, we don't know what we're doing. And <clears throat> the truth is that what it really taught me was the most fucking valuable thing I know today, which is that every single customer fucking matters. Every one. And if you're in the business right now and you think that they don't, I'm going to fucking destroy you. I promise you. Because, dude, to me, I'll take them all and I'll treat them all like that because I fucking value it. And I don't ever, I talked about this on the last show, I don't ever want to go back there. So I'm going to run as fast as I can this way to create as much distance as possible. And the only way to create that distance is to truly value every single customer. That's right. That's what, I, yeah. what I love about your story, man, and, and I'm a man of faith and, and you, you mentioned it, is is that, look, there's a higher power and there's a journey on it, right? Yes. Then you didn't see the story. No. You didn't know what it was no. supposed to look like, but he was preparing you the whole time. He was preparing you when you're playing ball, right? The, the leaders that you came around and informed you to be the leader of the team out there, right? There's reasons that you'd go through all the bullshit to get where you need to be because those little lessons along the way, had you not been through all that, we talked about it on the show. Yeah. Had you not been through all that, there's no way that the, the customer awareness would be what it is today. Bro, bro, I, I, I can't even tell you how much I believe that to be true. Like there's no, to me, like, you know, people hear the, the cursing and they see the intensity and shit, but like, dude, I am also a man of extreme faith because I've seen it fucking work, dude. I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it work in other people's lives. It's real shit. And that's why I'm so, that's why I'm so confident when I tell you that, dude, when you hate on other people, you will not be rewarded yeah. for that. You will be punished for that. The, I think the lesson, though, when times are tough, because there's there's a listener right now, and if, even if it's just one, it's understanding like when the times are tough, you have to find the positive things to keep you moving in the right direction because it's easy to get wrapped up in that negative mm -hmm. connotation or, or the, the pity party or the, the victim mentality. But understanding there's just a lesson right now. What is it? Sometimes you won't understand it. It's not going to make sense to you. But you're never gonna do you're never gonna do wrong by doing the right thing, by treating somebody with respect, saying hello, yeah, you know, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, please, thank you, being a good human, you know, helping out when somebody needs mm -hmm. something, a one way to a one way transaction, meaning you're not expecting something in return. And if you're in that negative spot, understand, like you might not understand what that lesson is. It might not be clear to you, but you will whenever you're sitting down in ten years, twenty years, twelve years from now, it'll make sense to you then. And Dude, that's an important piece. That's fucking facts. That is fucking facts. You you will not understand why this shit's happening to you for 10 more years. Yeah. For, so for 20 more years. You just won't. And now it makes sense. Yeah. Well, to that point, I'm, I'm sitting, the, the interesting thing about winning is I always thought like the money I make, the, the house I live in, the cars I drive, I always thought that was the cool part about winning. And mm -hmm. it's cool. It, don't it get me wrong. Cool, it yeah. is cool. But I look back to your point, Sal, I look back and I think about the 4.30 a.m. wake up and I think about the extra reps that I did. Those are the parts of winning and the process of winning that I actually appreciate more than anything. Like the house and stuff, that's cool, but it, you get over that pretty quick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The process, though. It's that, no different that, than yeah. a new pair of shoes. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And the part about winning, right, is you get used to the good stuff and you forget about the bad stuff. And and for me, I struggled this last year, year, two, year and a half or so, like, Times were hard. I had just made a transition into real estate, commercial real estate, yeah. and times were hard. It's a grind, and right? 
And in the last few months, you know, with the help of some mentors, it's been like, no, look at those, look at those shitty times as good because you know what you're learning running through that financial yeah. analysis for your client. You know what you're learning, putting that survey together in Miami, understanding the market there, all the Dude. things that you're learning, like you're being prepared for something, right? Dude. Something so much bigger than going and doing, you know, a 10,000 square foot office deal or whatever it is, right? That there's, and now when I'm in those, when I'm in those really like hard, crappy times, my wife's pissed because I'm working till 11 o'clock at night and she's having to run the kids and all, it's like, you know what though? Like, we're going to be so much better because of this, bro. because of all of these times. Yeah, there's practicality bro. to that too, though. Yeah. So, so while I appreciate that you guys who are listening, you have to understand there's practicality to this, okay? Because <clears throat> a lot of you, what you want is you want a mentor or a coach or someone like, you know, I get this a lot sometimes in our, not a lot, but sometimes in Arte, where people get overly dependent on what I'm telling them to do, all right? So you guys have to understand that a great coach, they're going to tell you what to do, but then they're going to shut the fuck up, Okay. And you have to go do it. And I was talking to one of my guys in Arate this morning and great fucking dude. And the reason I love this motherfucker so much is because he fucking executes. Like, you know, it's not like he's, we're not like grabbing each other like you guys are and shit. All right. <laughs> like, no, you know don't, don't be hating, bro. Yeah. Uh, I am a little jealous. Start Aaron's got soft hands. He's just not just good with the ball. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, for real, like I'm, I'm fucking sitting here and, and, and I was talking to him and I said, Hey, I said, <clears throat> he goes, well, you just told me to do this and this and this. And I had to go figure it the fuck out. And I said, yeah, that's right. I said, and how much do you know now? And he's like, fuck, yeah. I didn't even think of that. And I'm like, he goes, but I know fucking everything. And I'm like, that's what a coach is supposed to do. Yeah, that's right. A coach right. doesn't run your motherfucking play. A coach tells you, this is the direction I think you should go. Yeah. Hint. Yeah. That means fucking go, dude. Right. Like, right. and when you go on that journey, you will fucking learn the skills you need. And so this is, this is where the practical comes in. Because a lot of you guys out there, you want the money, you want the house, you want the car, you want this, you want that. But without the skills that you're going to have to learn to get there, you will lose that shit immediately. Okay? And that's what you don't understand. So a good coach is not going to fucking coddle your ass and say, oh, you know, do this and that and this and this. And I think you got it. No, motherfucker. Go that way. If you get caught, if you get stuck, call me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you learn the rest of the shit. <laughs> Yeah. And then at the end, they're going to say, holy fuck, look at all the shit I know. And guess what? You won't lose all your money. And this is what we're talking about. And, but dude, people don't want to go through the fucking gauntlet. And going through the fucking gauntlet is the most valuable part of your life. And so when you guys are sitting there listening right now, and you're, dude, and look, this is definitely way easier when you're surrounded by great people. Like I'm surrounded by fucking great people now. I can walk through this office and literally talk to any single human that works here and I'm going to get some positive shit in my mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. It wasn't always that way. There was a time where I was fucking alone. There was a time where I fucking felt like a piece of shit. There was a time where I didn't have friends like that. And I call that time no man's land. All right. We, I talk about it a lot internally, but not a lot on the podcast. A lot. What's the saying? It's what at the top? It's lonely, lonely at, at the top. top. Motherfucker, yeah. it ain't lonely at the top. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Because all your friends that at the fucking quote unquote top, and I'm not at the top, but I'm on my fucking way. I can fucking see up there. 
They all want you to win. They're all cool. They all want to have great experiences with you. And there's the quality of the relationships that you have when you get to a certain level is so much fucking better than what you guys have down here. And what you don't understand is you're going to have to get rid of this and you're going to go through a period of time where you feel lonely. Yep. Okay. Because you haven't developed these new relationships yet. And that's what people think success is about. But what you motherfuckers don't get is that they don't even know one motherfucking person that's pushed through this thing called no man's land where you're going to be alone and feel alone for a while. And then what's going to happen is you're going to cross over. You're going to meet one person or two people, or you're going to join a group like Arte. And you're going to meet a whole bunch of people that are aligned with your fucking where you want to go. Dude, how much easier? And I'm talking to you guys right now who are lonely. You're frustrated. Your friends are hating on your ambitions. Your mom and dad told you you're a fucking loser. Bro, I get it. Here's the thing. There's people out there that will support you. How much easier would your life be if every single person you know, you like I said, hey, I'm going to be the next fucking Nike. And every single person said, all right, well, how the fuck can I help? Your life will be a lot easier. That's what we've built. And that's what happens when you get to a certain point. But you have to be willing to go through this fucking gauntlet. The gauntlet from regular dude to fucking successful person is hard. You're going to learn a lot of shit. But dude, when you learn that shit, guess what? They could take your fucking money. They could take your house. They could take your fucking car because you made a bad decision. But guess what you get to do? You get to get it back. And that's the thing that skills will do for you. And dude, you can only get the skills by doing the hard shit. Yeah. And, and I think there's, and there's a, so, so that's the practicality, yeah, right? Yeah. Like if you don't have the skills, you're going to lose your shit. You're not going to be able to get it back. Mm, yep. Because bad shit's going to happen, motherfuckers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah. But I think we live in a great time. Like, think, think how much access you have to great shit right now. Education, you know, direct access, visualization. Well, we didn't have that growing up. Fuck no. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. like, instead of, like, focusing on negative, say, hey, man, I might be able to go through that process a little bit more efficiently because I don't have to fucking, I don't have to lose as many times as well, those guys did. Yeah, but see, dude, they don't, the, the kids now, bro, they don't understand the perspective of, they don't, they don't see what it used to be. They don't mm -hmm. see that, bro. Dude, right now, I can name 10 motherfuckers off the top of my head that are worth literally hundreds of millions of dollars that dedicate all kinds of their time to help people win. Mm -hmm. Back when I was fucking coming up, there was one motherfucker that did that. One. His name was Tony Robbins. Yeah. And yeah. He's, that man is responsible for more motherfucking success on this fucking planet than any other human. Period. You can think what you want about him, but that's a fucking fact. That guy inspired the whole fucking group of people like me and right. all these other dudes that are giving all their shit. Okay. I did not have that, bro. I had Tony Robbins, one dude. Okay. Mm -hmm. I could like, and I'm thankful for you, Tony, by the way, because I wouldn't fucking be here without you. Right. I've never met him in person. We know of each other. We talked on the phone, but I'm just saying like, thank you because right. like, dude, it, and that's what I look at. Like, I look at like people who, who inspired me and, and, and but I, I just feel like, dude, I just feel like they don't understand how little of that shit there used to be. Yeah. You know, like if we wanted to learn about success, we had to read books and we never saw these motherfuckers. We don't even know if they were fucking Shit, real. I, exactly. Yeah. Like, exactly. Like, dude, I remember thinking Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I read it a long time ago. And I'm like, fuck, is this guy like even a real human? Right. He's Napoleon. Right. He yeah. died a long time see, ago. <laughs> now, now you have all these dudes like the Ed Milets and the Manny Koshpins yeah. and, you know, myself and these other guys who are fucking showing you how to fucking win. You have access. And what success looks yeah. like. And you can see that it's yeah. real. You can see it's real shit. Bro. How, how do you know you can achieve something if you can't even see it as real? 
And like, that's where we all came from. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We had to fucking like, we had to like really believe. Right. Now it's like you have the fucking proof and you still don't believe. You're right. What the fuck, guys? Fuck my whole life. Darren was just on a poster on the wall. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, he's real. Now you, now yeah. He's yeah. fucking real. Now, now I'm rubbing here. his leg. Yeah. Now he's here. You guys get to flirt. <laughs> fuck, man. Did I have clothes on? I'm just saying, no, no ne- Pamela Anderson's next to you. So <laughs> you got me, bro. Oh, well, that makes sense. So you hey, basically who, programmed hey, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was like, yeah, man. You know what I mean? There was like a poster in all five of y'all. He, he didn't at, need tape to think, keep it up on I the wall. I think you were looking at Taylor <laughs> at the wrong time. Nah, he's, he's, he's over there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Pamela was down there. No, but there, there's, and, and I think because a lot of times, and, and this is maybe not victim mentality, but this is a process that happens in human nature. You think, well, it's different for you. And here, here I'm going to give you an example. It's not different. And it's not different for us even now. Like when you walk through this building and you see all these things, Andrew said something. And I think, you know, my friends and our friends respond maybe a little bit differently now, but they certainly still think we're fucking crazy, right? And it's like, oh, we're going to go after Nike. I tell my friends that. I tell people in our mm-hmm. in our environment that. And like now they'll like believe in you kind of, but you mm-hmm. know deep-rooted in the back of their fucking head, they're like, there ain't no motherfucking way. These guys are fucking That's crazy. crazy. I'm yeah. comfortable with that. But yeah. nobody's always thought that. Yeah. But you yeah. have to think that to just its scale. It's the same fucking process. It's the same doubt. You deal with the same bullshit. So it's not different. It's the same. We're going to go after fucking Nike. And I challenge you this. You walk around this building and Andrew says, oh, we're, we, like if you really ask Andrew, we're winning like earlier. He said, no, no, we're not even close. We're just getting started. Like this, we had, in fact, if you look at our timeline out there, it's day one. Like we went through the whole timeline when the day we moved in here is day one. It's just the the rebalancing of where we're at. Now we got to go attack where we're going. And you think about that goal, you know, we're going to beat Nike. In our minds, we haven't even been in business one year yet. Yeah, mm. that, that's right. Coming mm, up on won. June. Yeah. And your goal, you want to be a millionaire. You want to make your first hundred thousand or 200 fucking thousand. That might seem absurd to you. We're going after Nike. That's certainly right. absurd. It's certainly <laughs> absurd. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, our friends don't think we're fucking any fucking less crazy than your friends think you're fucking crazy. Right. So yeah. chase your motherfucking dreams. <laughs> take the access to this shit around you and go fuck them. Yeah, that's man. how I look And that's it. how that walk was today. That's the walk that we had today when we came in. And not Reggie, but DJ. <laughs> DJ showed us around. Like, did that not hit you guys? I'm sitting here looking around this room. So like, thinking the same thing. I mean, in totally inspired, not jealous, but totally inspired because we have a new podcast, right? Our new podcast is we're just, hey, we're a startup. But, you know, we're dreaming big, man. So I'm looking yeah. around. Hell, I've done it. I'm 51 years old, guys. I've, I've, I've had some success. Don't crack, I've done, Don't crack, bro. I've done. <laughs> Shit. I, I've had tremendous success in so many ways, but there I go. <laughs> But there's so much just, just more. Just seven minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> there's so much more, man. You don't stop dreaming. No. no. You don't little boy never leaves. That you know little boy saying? never leaves. So I'm looking around. I'm like, man, looking at Ben like, fuck. And I'm seeing Ben shake his head like, yeah, we need to step up our game. But Bro, you that's guys, the inspiration. Yeah. Dude, look, man, that's good to hear. I love that. But like, you guys ain't lacking anything. You guys, if you guys aren't listening to their show, you should. It's really fucking good. It's, I've done a million shows. It's my favorite show I've done. For real. I'm just saying that shit because you're here. Well, I am a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, tell the truth. You're, you're, you're black like me. Tell the truth. <laughs> no, dude. For for real. We had a good fucking time. Yeah. I was. I, I will say this. He came out and he's like, man, I just did Darren. Remember Darren Woods? Hey, I just did Darren Woods. How, how many fucking guys do I do their show and invite to come out and do their show? I can only think of one. Other yeah. one. That's yeah. it. One. Yeah. And, and I'm talking about like when he walked out, he was. 
Like literally, I just I'm like that was good. He was like, "Dude, you remember?" And he was fucking yeah. pumped. So, yeah. well, this is this is surreal for me personally. Well, I knew you would be real happy. Yeah, I was. I, fucking, was, I was happy for you. I can't wait to hold his hand. That's what I, said. <laughs> I rubbed in his face a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, they didn't ask you on. Oh, they, they asked me. Uh, I'll be next. Don't worry. That's right. Yeah, we'll have you in person. I was just say this is surreal for me personally. I remember listening to MF CEO in 2017 is when I, I don't remember how I discovered you guys, but Vaughn, the the pastor yeah, disaster, yeah, yeah and and. Sitting in my garage, you know, working out, listening to the MF CEO. And so yeah. For me to sit here today is crazy to think yeah. about. Just I, I wish Vaughn was here, ago. bro. Vaughn is, Vaughn is uh, going to be way more involved with the show moving forward again. Um, <clears throat> but what a good fucking dude. You know what I'm saying? At time. At, no, he's the best. <laughs> bro. One time he told me to fuck off. Listen, man. <laughs> listen, Vaughn brings something to the show that, we, we, that is super awesome. Oh, I love having him on the fucking show. I wish we had time to tell a story because it's a great, it's oh, a dude. great story. Bro. I've got a lot of Vaughn stories. Yeah. Vaughn, you're glad I don't fucking tell them all. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> The good thing about Vaughn is eventually, you know, he'll, the humility comes out and he tells a great version of it. And it's fucking hilarious. No, dude, it's fucking awesome. Man. Yeah. yeah. I'll say this though, Andy, when you came on the show, we appreciated that so much because your story is, I think it like materialized the idea of what we well, were trying to yeah. accomplish. Everything right. we do is because of the MFCO project. Right. Well, dude, I you guys got the magic. There's wow. there's a lot of shit. Dude, look, man. There's a lot of people that are... I try to only do podcasts that have been around for a few episodes, right? Like, mm -hmm. I tell Emily, I'm like, look, dude, unless it's like somebody we know or that I know of, they got to do at least like 100 episodes for mm -hmm. me to do it. Because, dude, within that first 100, most people quit. Right. right. You know? Right. And, and I don't want to be the guy that they're trying to build the show off of. You know what I mean? So... The thing is, is, you know, I sucked. You guys go listen to the fucking first episode of my podcast. It was fucking <laughs> horrible. Like, I don't know that anybody could even do a worse podcast. But but you guys got that. You got the flow down. You got the magic down. And it's going to go good. It's going to go good for you guys. Wow. I can already tell Appreciate that. that. Yeah. Appreciate that. So, man, thanks for having us. Yeah, all bro. Around. This is, I mean, look, man, I want you guys to come back. Like, this is yeah. fucking great. We're moving up here. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking get you guys an office. Darren, you can stay at Sal's office. <laughs> Move over, Sal. You ain't get my fucking locker, though. That's my motherfucking locker. <laughs> but, uh, you, let's closing thoughts, man. Let's start with you. No, I mean, I think, I mean, you know, you, you look at anything you want in life is attainable. And if you're willing to work for it. Yeah. And I think that's an important piece to understand that, you know, the hard work is going to come far before you believe in the fact that, th that you can actually do this. And, and developing a great game plan is awesome, but it's only fucking awesome if you execute it. Yeah. And understanding that consistency plus time plus a great game plan can get you anywhere you want to fucking go. Yeah. But you got to be willing to work for it. And I think a lot of people, a lot of times people... They don't give it time. They don't let the cake bake and they don't apply enough consistency over that time to, to allow the cake to be good. And then they fucking quit. You know, I was thinking when you were talking about that earlier, you were saying about how, you know, it's, it's real simple. You know, it's not hard to do the right thing, be a good person, do all those things. Yeah. But the, the thing that you didn't say is it's gotta be done for a long fucking time. Of course. Mm -hmm. Not one day. You yeah. can't go out one day and think, Oh man, I was really good to people today. And I still had a shitty day. Yeah. First of all, if you actually go out and you fucking make pleasant conversation with five people you don't know in a day, you are going to have a good fucking day. Yes. Mm -hmm. You will. Yeah, it's coming yeah. back. Yeah, bro, because right it reminds you. you of how good people are. Like, dude, when I feel bad about people, the best thing I can do is go talk to somebody I don't know in a pleasant way. And like, maybe even give them a compliment, like, hey, nice shoes or this or that, nice car. And they're, dude, just that little fucking 30 second exchange will bring you back. That's right. To feeling good. Here's yeah. your million dollar, here's your million dollar uh, differential, right? For the listener. 
I tell our guys every Monday at the end of the meeting, I always say, go be the best hour of somebody's day today. Yeah. Go be, be the best fucking hour. Love like that. the one hour that they fucking say, hey, man, if they go home, they put their head on the pillow. Like when you have a conversation you know with one of our funny coaches. Though, are, about yeah. that? Is that that would be your best hour too? Of course. Yeah. No, yeah. you enjoy right, it, man. Yeah. And you and you love what you do and you're making somebody's day and you're making them smile. Like, I don't give a fuck what you do. If you do that, you'll win. That's the joy. That is so yeah. that is so factual, bro. Yeah. That's joy, man. Yeah. Because you're bringing joy to someone else's That's life, right. man. You're God's pouring it back into That's you. Right. Look, man, I would say me. Like I start off everything with what can I do? So it has to start, whatever it is. If you want to be a young entrepreneur, you want to be a young athlete, whatever it is, it starts with me. Doesn't start, stop looking outside. It starts with me. One of the best successes I've had is starting this podcast. And the reason why is like, I understand my weaknesses and I know the guys who are going to lift me up every day. When I have a fucked up day or things aren't going right, where my confidence is down, I'm looking at Tyler, I'm looking at Ben, they're sharpening me up, right? That's what you need to surround yourself around. Don't surround yourself with yes, man. Dude, I love that so much, man. You know what I love about you? what you just said? Was that, dude, you got three Super Bowl rings. You lead lead the Dallas Cowboys in fucking tackles, bro. That's legendary shit. Legendary shit. Like, truly legendary shit. It doesn't get any bigger than that. And you're sitting here talking about how you have your off days with confidence. Yeah. That's what people don't understand. Like, dude, you, anybody, me, you guys, fucking everybody I've ever been on the show, every motherfucker. We all gonna have those days, and that's why it's important to have that, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, dude, if you're if you're sitting out there right now and you're a young guy or young girl, and you're like, man, I don't have anybody like that. Well, that's that's a, that's something that you should pay attention to, yeah, because mm-hmm. that will fuck your life up. Yeah, that's right. So true, man. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll just echo. Uh, I'll start with echoing what what Sal said is work. It's got you got to put in the work. But here's the other thing, and we talked about it a little bit was there's really no excuse anymore. There are so many people out there that want to be resources for you. The people that have are at a level above you want to be a mentor, want to help you, give you the tools to be successful. If you if you don't ask, then you're never, ever going to get those tools accessible to you. So one, there's no excuses, but two, put in the work. I mean, it, it's really simple. It, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just sit here, you know, like I said, I started listening in 2017. So I've heard a lot of your content. I've heard a lot of you guys. But what you said a minute ago might be the best thing I've ever heard you say, which was get comfortable with the work. Yeah. Because it never stops. No. Mm-hmm. Get comfortable bro, doing the work. Just accept it. It's accepted, bro. Yeah. It's it's part of the deal. Hey, man, I'm going to get up every day. I'm going to fucking do the work. I'm going to go home. I'm going to think about it. And I'm going to get up the next day and fucking do it. And I'm going to, uh, dude, if you just buy into the process as being a lifelong process, I don't really, to me, as I'm a strategic thinker. Like what I bring to the table in our companies is always strategy, and 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 that's my biggest vision and strategy. I can't see how the fuck you can lose in life if you just accept that every day is going to be hard as fuck and you're going to work through it. I don't see how you can lose. It's just you know, own 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 it. What do you think, Reg? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I've been sitting back here just listening and got a lot of good points. And I think one thing that 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 kind of stuck with me is. You know, we talk about the victimhood stuff. The only person that can really tell you no is yourself, right? Like, like gas on the right, like Sal says, right? And just get get the stuff done. And so no goal is really too big. I'm sure, you know, you, you know, sit next to, to, to a three-time pro bowler. I mean, like- Super Bowl champ. Super Bowl champ, five-time pro bowler. I mean, like, nothing's really impossible, right? So the only person, like, you have a lot of negativity in your life. The only person that can really tell you no is you. Yeah. 
Uh, he, he ain't that cool, man. No, <laughs> hey, Darren, he's just trying to check you with three time Pro Bowl. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, fuck you, man. <laughs> you, you said basketball, right? Ba- basketball? <laughs> this guy played in Michigan? That, that, mother, that yeah. motherfucker definitely did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> fuck yeah, he did. Don't think you're even yet, either. Oh, <laughs> Well, hey, guys, I just want to say thank you so much for supporting the show. Uh, please support these guys. They're doing good stuff, and, and they stand for the things that we all stand for here. Um, I just want to say, you know, in turbulent times of, of the world right now, I, I truly can't tell you how much I, I appreciate everything that you guys do for us, uh, supporting the companies, supporting the show. Um, as you guys know, we don't run ads on the show, and I don't run ads to market the show. It's all organic growth. Uh, I think we were we were number one show today in business, um, and that fucking speaks that speaks a ton to you guys. And uh, I just want to say thank you so much. Um, you know, we might not do everything right, but we do the best that we can. And I love you guys for supporting us. Thank you so much. Hey, told my teacher, dumb bitch, I'm gonna get millions. Watch this. In the project living, Damn. spoke it till existed.